Hello, this is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations. I'm so happy that you're taking the time to tune in and listen to the program today. You know, you've heard it said that um, you are a um, product of your environment, right? Okay, well, let's let's explore that a little bit today because I believe God has given me some insight. I made a statement a few programs back and I said that people don't really change that much. Most people don't really change that much from year to year or even over a span of years. And the Lord gave me some some insight on that, you know, and I want to share it with you. Um, basically, when we're kids, we're, in, we're, we're born into a certain environment and we end up kind of taking on the habits, the viewpoints and the lifestyles of the people that are around us. And of course, you know, family is around you. You got your community, neighbors and stuff. And and as you grow up, you're exposed to authority figures, teachers, and I don't know. I mean, there's just a certain way of life that we're each born into. And that particular environment has a lot to do with shaping our value system, And even more importantly, our perspective on life, the way that we see life comes from our environment because we don't have a clue before that. I mean, we just getting here and and we we didn't have a we didn't say, okay, I don't want to live in New York. I want to live in in um, Nevada. No, we don't come here with no demands that will be heard and observed because we don't have a clue. So anyway. You grow up in the environment that whatever environment you were born into, and it really shapes the way that you think, the things that you do, and your outlook on life. For example, I grew up in a certain environment or neighborhood, and and it was um, predominantly black. And well, even if nobody actually came out and said it, we had a certain expectancy about how successful we could be or how much money we could make or even what types of jobs we would be able to get and what types of jobs we would never be able to get. See, so you're born into that. And what happens in many of our lives is we grow up and we find out when we're about 20 years old, maybe 25 years old or so, we find out that we're actually living the kind of life that we were taught to expect to live when we were kids, right? So here we are an adult now. I mean, how many times did it happen to you? It's happened to me many times when our children were younger. It, it happened to me that I'd say something. And then as I said, you know, hey, put that thing down. What in the world wrong with you? Or whatever. If I said something to one of the kids, I would hear my father's voice. Or sometimes my mother's voice. And I'm like, whoa, I sound just like my daddy. What's happening there? I was programmed at a young age with the attitudes that I should have. And again, the way I should look at life. And now I'm grown up. Now I'm not the kid. I'm a married man and I'm a father who has kids. But it's like the same programming that I, that I was programmed with when I was young, I'm living it out now. So what happens? 
I look at my life around me. I look at my income. I look at mm, the things that I feel like I can pursue and achieve and the things that I feel like I can't pursue and achieve. And boy, it reinforces the programming that I had from growing up. It's like, yep, yep. I told you, man, you know, hey, if you're black, you can't you can't get this kind of job. You know, hey, look at look. Ain't nobody around me got it. I can't get it. You know, so, hey, that's just how it, and all of that stimulus from my environment reinforces the the disposition that I've held that I learned or rather the programming that was put into me as a child. It becomes like a a vicious cycle, actually. It's like, okay, when you when you get here, you're programmed to expect on a certain level. And then you grow up, you're expecting on that certain level, and then you perform at that certain level, and then you look at your performance, and then you say, see, I told you, and then looking, observing around you, you it's reinforced the fact that, yep, yep, I definitely have the right perspective, because look around me, ain't nobody doing this or doing that, you know, hey, we can't do this or we can't do that. Well, <laughs> that's how somebody's life and that's how most of our lives, they don't really change that much over the years. It's like we were programmed from a child and then we live out the program as we grow up and as we become adults. And we look at how we're living and it reinforces the fact Oh, it reinforces the programs because we like we have evidence now. I can I can show you. I can look all around you. We have evidence to support the programming that was put into us as a child. So it's like, can you see how it's a cycle? You just keep going on like that. You know, you this is just the way life is. This is just just the way it is, man. Hey, this this hey, you're just gonna have to make the best of it. This is how it is. Well. Again, I'm, I'm explaining, I'm giving some more insight on the fact or why it is the fact that most people's lives don't really change very much. What needs to happen? What needs to happen for someone's life to change? Because you might have a bad life. I mean, you might have a bad rap. Things are just kind of going. They, they've been going south for a long time and, and things don't seem to be getting any better. And you don't want it this way, but you continue to live in a way that is not very comfortable, not very prosperous. Now, it's just really been tough. Well, what has to happen is that you and I need some new programs. So in other words, in some kind of way, there we have to get some new information. We have to get some new information and, and grab hold of that as the truth, just as we kind of unconsciously or involuntarily grabbed hold of all of the programming that was given to us at an early age when we were at home. So see, now I want you to see the wisdom of God. The, the word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. He's saying that there is another way for the Christian believer to walk. Don't continue to walk or govern your life or give too much observance to the things that you see happening around you. If you do that, it will only reinforce limiting belief patterns and programs that are on the inside of you. So what God is saying is that 
for your life to change. And again, we've been talking about real and lasting change. It ain't going to happen if you keep recycling the same old information, what you see through your five physical senses. You need some new information. So God gives us his word. God gives us his word. This is new information. God's word, the truth of God's word is not limited by your particular experience, experiences. God's word <laughs> will take you out and beyond the, 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 the prison that you've been in because of the programming that was given to you as a child. And see, once that happens, remember, God talked to, I mean, Jesus talked about it so much in the word of God. He compared the, the word of God to a seed. And he's saying, okay, look, it's like, and like in Mark chapter four, again, it says, it's like a man should cast seed into the ground and he should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring forth and grow up. He doesn't know how. For the earth brings forth fruit of itself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. And when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So see, he's saying basically, here's the word. I'm giving you seed, and this seed represents my will for your life. But we have to take God's word just the same way that we kind of involuntarily took the programming that was given to us as a child. I mean, I, I remember my mother and my dad. They, they, sometimes they just sit us down and tell us, look, boy, listen to me. This is how life is. You can't expect this. And I'm telling you something else. You can expect because of who you are, because of where we live, you can expect that you're going to have to deal with this in life. See, that was programming and I took it. I took it. I didn't question it. I took it and I made it my truth. Now, what God is saying is that 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 has that has you in a cycle and it's very difficult for your life to change because you're in this cycle. You know, you have the programs inside. You act out the programs that's inside of you. You see around you evidence that the programs inside of you must be correct because after all, look all around me. And then that reinforces your belief in the programming, which a lot of times is inaccurate, wrong, detrimental to our lives, but yet we keep flowing in that same thing. Now, as you and I get serious about God's word, and as we make his word our truth, uh, Psalm chapter 119, I believe is verse 165. It's either 165 or 128. David said, Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. David made the decision that we each need to make. He decided, okay, look at here. I know what it looks like. I know what my experience has been for all of my life. I know what my mom and dad told me, but I see God's word and I'm making a decision today. I'm making a decision. I'm going to consider what God says in his word to be the truth about me, about others, about life. 
That's what we have to do. We have to make the decision to treasure God's word and esteem God. I don't care how you feel. I don't don't care how it looks like. What does God say? I need to put what God says above everything else. And then as I spend time thinking on speaking, hearing it taught, all of this, as I spend time with God's word, then that will begin to form a program on the inside of me. And the program that he puts in you will cause his will for your life to be accomplished. You'll bust out of the limitations that you've had. For example, John 10, 10, for the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So God's will for you and me is to live the abundant life. And as we talked about a few segments back, that's what brings glory to God. When his children do well, it makes him look good. And it causes those who don't know him to want to, to desire to know him. But see, until we come to that point of esteeming God's word as the truth and regarding God's word above anything else that our senses might tell us or that tradition might tell us or that family members might tell us. Until we do that, we're just going to be living the same old cycle. And we might see little teeny changes over the years, but a lot of times if something changes for the better, it'll bounce back to the worst, to the negative in short order because we have not yet renewed our, our minds. The word of, I'm going to close here, okay? <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in Romans chapter 12, 2, what he's saying basically is that stop being conformed to the programs that you got when you were young and that have been reinforced by what you see with your five physical senses. Stop being conformed to the way the world thinks, the way the world determines this and that and defines this and that. Uh-uh. But be transformed by the renewing of those programs, by the renewing of your mind. Get that junk com- replaced with the truth. And my word is truth. John seventeen three. Okay, so God is saying, look, I got a life for you to live. I created you for a purpose. But it's necessary for you to replace those old programs that are full of errors with my truth. And as you do that, you begin to show forth my good, my acceptable, my perfect will here in the earth. Okay, I'm going to stop. I apologize to you for going so long, but I have this on my heart. And as God gives me more enlightenment, I want to pass it on to you just as fast as I can. This is Larry Hunter, Five Minute Inspirations. I thank God and I thank you for giving me another opportunity to share with you words that encourage and thoughts that inspire. See you next time. Bye bye.